about a common sense guide to financial success the biblical way the way god say it should be done and today guys our scripture is deuteronomy 8 and 18 you should remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth it is he who gives you the power to get wealth so welcome out let me know if this is your first time tuning in and if you're catching this during the live or the replay if you're catching it during the live or replay and also let us know what type of business you have you can you know and drop that in the comments you never know who may be watching or maybe you haven't even got started and you want to get started in business let us know that as well and you can learn more about how to build a business with biblical principles so that you can grow in your faith and finances by going Going to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, BibleBusinessAcademy.com. But we have a great, great show for you tonight. Can't wait to um, dive into this and be able to help you out. In the meantime, guys, do me a favor and go ahead and hit that share button. I'm going to also hit that share button here and uh, and let us know if you're catching this during the live or if you're you're catching it during the replay. And also what is it what is your biggest challenge when it comes to growing your business what have you been facing and have you ever thought about doing it god's way i am actually the founder of bible business academy and that's one of the things that we do we literally help you build a business with biblical principles and god's way so make sure today you grab your show notes if you haven't gotten your show notes we um have these every single week got to be a part of our community to grab these, grab these, you can print them out, download it, and it will give you the opportunity to write down everything that we're talking about so you can go back and study it. So you you always want to be at that position where you're 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 constantly studying and learning and growing. And you know, as God say, you 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 want to meditate on his word day and night. And when you do that for your business, it helps you to go and grow. A lot quicker and better so i'm going to go ahead and hop over to the screen where i can do the powerpoint presentation here oh wait before i go over there let me go back and i'm going to switch this out okay all right we got it switched out and now we're going to go ahead and get this party started and let me go ahead and hop back over here and we can go ahead and get everything started. So welcome out again. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, whether it's live or replay, let us know um, in the comment section. And today we're gonna talk about how money works. We're gonna go over a common sense guide to financial success. I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years. I'm gonna go into my story in a second. But one of the things that I've found is that it, people have a hangup when it comes to money. And trust me, I was there as well. There's this, you know, don't think you're qualified. You don't think that is meant for you. It's just something out there that maybe somebody else should have, but not you. But I'm going to tell you why that's totally the wrong way to think about it. Because it's not because I said it, it's because in God's word, in Deuteronomy 8, 18, he said, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. And he, see, and here's the best part of it. It's not even about you. It's that he made a promise. He made a promise. He said, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So he made a promise 
that if you seek him and, and, and be obedient, do what he says, that that's part of what your inheritance is. So if you're ready to get your inheritance, just, you know, let us know, put your favorite emoji, your money emoji in the comments and let us know that you're ready. This is something that's promised to you. So you have to believe his word at what he says. And if he says he's going to do it, he, his word will never come back void and he has to make that happen. So part of what we do each and every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, we come here to you and we teach you different principles on building your business, on marketing, on sales, on faith, on finances, on everything you need to do to not only create a successful business, but a successful life while keeping God first. So we're going to talk today about how money works, a common sense guide to financial success. Guys, I want you to know, even if you maybe haven't even thought about it in the past. I want you to know from this day forward, okay, you can get out of debt. You do not have to die in debt. The average person dies with about $67,000 in debt. They leave debt. You don't want to be that person, you know, especially if you're following God, because that's not what he's about. You can build savings. You can literally have money and set it aside. I was on the phone with one of... um my financial clients today, and we were talking about that. He's setting up some accounts. We, uh, we set up some stuff for him about seven years ago, and um, he called back today, and we're setting up some stuff for his, his children. And I was giving him some little things that you want to do with the kids and start them early. All savings is is a habit. When the kids in our family get a social security number, they get an investment account. And that's how you want to think. So as an adult, you want to make sure if you don't have that habit, you can get it started immediately. And you can get on the path to financial independence. And financial independence will be different for everyone. And if you're like wondering why should you listen to me and who I am, I'm going to just give you a little quick background about myself. Um, I'm from Akron, grew up, I always say, shy, sheltered, and in church basically six days a week. My mom was a minister, minister. my dad was a football coach, and our front porch was constantly packed with people. And yeah, I left home at 19, lived in the DC area, Baltimore, Boston, and Pittsburgh during the last, well, you know, 25 years before the last 10 years, right? College dropout turned success student of doers and introvert, but I love to win. I love it. And it's not even about me winning. It's about me operating in what God said that was possible. That's the key to it. Not perfect, but I am an action taker. Guys, I make mistakes all the time, but nobody's perfect. You just have to get out there and do it. I'm to many international coach and trainer, a licensed financial advisor, business owner. Now I've made, you know, six figures and I've lost probably more than that. And, you know, in that time period, but what I've learned is no matter whether you're up or whether you're down, it's your attitude and how you show up and you have to be content, like the word say, in everything. Now, I didn't get there overnight, guys, but because of being diligent on a day-to-day -day basis of reading the word, uh, um, listening to people who have the life that I desire, having wise counsel around me, it definitely really helped. And, you know, and I decided, you know, to turn to God and, and, and just serve him for the rest of my life. Let that be my goal. Our goal is to help millions of people over this next, next decade 
growing their faith and finances by helping them to get the business that they desire so that they can help more people. So we want to help a million people out here, y'all. So what we want to talk about today is taking control. You have to take control of your thoughts, your actions, uh, your finances, everything. If you if you are blaming, I always say, if you blame, you lame, you're either going to be a victim or you're going to have victory. And I'm not saying it's easy because there's nothing in life, you know, even in the word it says, you know, that you will have trials and tribulations, but you must take control of your mindset. And when we say take control, what we mean is you must make a decision to pay yourself first. There's ways that you can just set that up where you don't even have to worry about the money. It comes right out of your account. I have money that comes right out of my checking account. Every time I say, if I had to literally go and put it in this investments or something, it probably wouldn't get done because you get too busy, you're doing something. But if you have it come out of your account on the same day, or once you have money coming in, it automatically goes back out into an investment account. That's the best way to do it. So that's a way you can take control. You got to adjust your priorities. You know, you, you, you can't, you, like when I say adjust your priorities, you can't, you know, live that champagne life on a beer budget and you can't overspend um, money that you don't have or money that you think is coming, especially as entrepreneurs. You think that that one commission check is coming in, that one person is going to buy, because they, they said they were, right? And you get all excited and you go out and you already spend the money before it gets into you. That's not money you have. Like So those are kind of uh, uh, priorities you have to adjust. You got to pay God first, right? He said, give him his 10%, give, give that first, and then he will bless you beyond anything that you can imagine. And you got to change your thinking. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you want to take control and change your life, you got to change your, 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 your thinking and let God be your CEO. Let God be the guide in your life. Let him be the reason why you do everything and work for him and not for people. And that is the best way you can change your thinking. As I was talking to that you know, that client that I was telling you about, one of the great things that he was sharing with me is um, he actually just made a decision to leave teaching and start his own business as well. And he said, because of the free time that he has, the freedom, he spent so much time with God and reading the word and getting to know him that is just completely changing his life. And like he was giving me chills and he was just smiling, him and his wife. And it was just so exciting to see someone so young and hungry and excited about serving God and serving people and helping people. He's already been doing it. So I can't wait. He's actually going to be on one of these shows. So when that happens, I want to make sure you guys see that. You got to also adjust your lifestyle. Now, decide what type of lifestyle that you want, but always live below your means. Adjust your lifestyle. Never spend more than you make, okay? Adjust your lifestyle so that you're living within your means, and then you can always increase it as you go, and you can earn an additional income. Some of you, uh, you're, you're at your job, and maybe you're not comfortable 
becoming a full-time entrepreneur is, listen, it is not for the faint at heart. It's not for someone who is constantly worrying. So you got to build that up so you can even earn additional income. We have different ways here, like for our affiliate program. I also uh, recruit and train financial advisors and insurance agents. So there's so many different things that you can do. You can start your business part-time until you have enough money set up where you can go full-time. So you want to look at how can you earn additional income? That's a way to take control. And definitely you want to avoid the credit trap. Uh, when we get into that, we're going to talk about that. The Bible speaks so much on debt and not being in it, right? And then you got to set goals, guys. You got to have plans. You you know, who of you, like, you know, when Jesus was like, the, the parable, who of you would say that you want to to build a tower, to build a business, to um, change your life, but you don't have goals and you don't have a plan. So all of that, if you look here, take a screenshot of this, and this is how you take control. You, you know, you hear that song, Janet Jackson, you know, I'm in control. This is how you take control of your finances. All of these things that you must do, pay, adjust, change, adjust, earn, avoid, and set. Like these are the things that you need to do. Drop in the comments and let me know which one are you focused on or do you feel you need to focus on and get started with. Proverbs 13 and 11 says, wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. So this is what this is about. This is not about overnight success. This is not about get rich quick or any of all of that stuff. This is about following simple biblical principles and wisdom of the of the wealth and the wise and following this game plan we're going to talk to you about here's the things that you cannot control you know they have that serenity prayer god prayer god grant me the the how's it go god grant me the patience to, for the things that i cannot cannot control right so you can't control the future of social security and you, you that's something that you know when my parents were coming up they relied on social security i remember my dad's been gone almost 30 years and i remember a year or two before he passed away he was talking about when he retired he literally died six months prior to retiring but he had it set up that if he died my mom would get his social security he's been like i said he's been gone over 30 years and she has never had to work i saw this man who the highest level income that he had was i think was like thirty six thousand. but he literally left an inheritance to his children's children by following these basic principles and he taught a lot of them to us without having you know being a financial advisor or knowing a lot of stuff and he was able to accumulate a lot of money and save and invest it and staying out of debt because of being around other people and learning and and caring enough and caring enough to make sure that his family was taken care of you can't you can't control your employer at any day they can fire you let you go take away your pension you can't control taxes you can't control inflation you can't control rising costs you can't co control the risk of a single investment 
None of that stuff you can't control. So the more that you put your energy into worrying about something that you can't control, you won't be able to control anything. But here's something that you can control. You can't control waking up every single day and praying to God and asking him to guide your finances, to bless your finances, reminding him of his promises that he made to you. You can control saving for your retirement. You can control other sources of income. So even if you have a job, you can control whether you start another business. You can control whether you're an affiliate. You can control all of these different avenues and areas of bringing income into your household so that you can live a prosperous and blessed life. You can control ways to reduce some of your taxes. I'm going to show you how to do that. You can also maximize your savings by making a decision up front as to how much you're going to save. And you can save more and diversify your, your choice of investments. These are the only things that you can control when it comes to your finances. So stop trying to control and have over conversation about, you know, your job, the government and, and depending on them. That's not your CEO. God is your CEO and he will provide for you. But he also with that faith, he expects you to put in works because faith without works is dead. So here's the first step. Now, this says pay yourself first. And what we say is pay God first, right? Pay God first, give him the first fruit, give the tithe, pay God first, give money away to help people out in that percent. In the when they say pay tithe, tithe is a tenth, a tenth. So the goal goal is 10%. I always, you know, I think of um Rick Warren. He says that him and his wife started out like 40 years ago. They started with the 10% and every year they went up a percent. So now they literally give away 90% and live on 10%, which is a great, great thing. So pay God first and then yourself second. So I want to share with you how you can calculate because some of you may think like, I'm not making enough money to pay myself or I will never be a millionaire or I'll never have millions. So this right here will show you that most people go through a million dollars in a 40 year span of working. The average annual income, I looked this up today, the average annual income is about $68,703 in the entire United States. So if you work 40 years and you're making the average income, that means that at the end of that time period, you would have made 2.7 million. So congratulations, you have been a millionaire. Even if you're making 40,000 a year, you still, and you work 40 years on average, you've made a million dollars. A million dollars have came through to you. So that means of your personal savings, if you put away $100 a month for 40 years, that without interest is about $54,000, which is about 2%. So we're only talking two. So imagine if you're giving God 10 and then you're, you're saving 10. Can you see the difference that that would make in your life? It's not about what you earn. It's about what you keep. And this equals, you know, when you're looking at what you earn and what you keep, this is how you begin to transform your life. And we're going to show you how to do that. So when you make the decision to make that happen, there are three accounts that you must have. Uh, to, in order to complete this savings program, the three basics, 
this is where you started at. We're starting with the basics. I always, you know, as I talk to people, I love sports. So, you know, there's a few basic plays that everyone uses. And the Bible is left here for that to be that main game book that we can follow. But inside, you know, your financial planning and your gaming, you want to have an emergency fund. That is key. You have to have an emergency. And when we're talking emergency, you started out where get your first thousand dollars saved get your first thousand then the next step is to get you take a step by step the next step is to get a month of income then 90 days then six months then a year then two years worth of income set aside in an emergency fund so if anything happens right if anything happens you're not worried because you've done the right thing and then you don't like even you should you shouldn't even worry especially if you're letting god guide your life because he tells you if i take care of the birds why wouldn't i take care of you and that's what you have to look up look at so your emergency fund make that game plan number one the second bucket that you want to have is short-term savings short-term savings is money that can be used to buy things that you're going to need like a car, like a refrigerator, like, you know, a wash machine or go on a trip, different things like that. Those are short term savings. Those are those are savings for that. You don't have to type tap into your emergency fund because emergency fund is just for living, paying your mortgage, your rent, your utilities, your eating. All of that lifestyle is there. Your short term is just for the things that we just talked about. And then your long-term savings is for the future, is for investments, is for that windfall money. If you go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, you download our free report. It's going to talk about the five different ways that of how you can utilize this money that you're saving and what it's for and how you can use it when opportunities come up and you have extra money and all of those things. So definitely make sure you go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com and download that. And um, in Corinthians, it says on the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come in. Basically, what the word and biblical scripture is telling you to do is set aside something each week. If you just every if you have one day a week where you're focused on your money and it becomes a habit, then you can even set it aside that day to say, okay, this is my money day, money Monday. I don't know. You pick a day and then you set aside. Okay. Here's what I, here's what I, I want to make sure I got my savings. I want to make sure I got my ties. I want to make sure all of that stuff is taken care of. And then when you use time and consistency with that, your life will begin to change. See, it pays to start early. If you are, listen, I don't care what age you're at. If you didn't start early and you need to start now, get started now because you can change your life. Like God can put favor over your life because he sees you changing. He made a promise and he has to keep it. And all you have to do is, you know, be a believer and pray to him and he will answer you. So let's take a look at this and I'll give you an example of what I'm saying. A one-time investment of $1,000 with a 9% return. Just a thousand. We're talking a thousand, right? If you started at birth, so when the kids are born, 
and you set aside a thousand dollars for them and you make a decision that you're not going to touch it it's going to be their inheritance money and it's getting a nine percent return at age 67 that thousand dollars would grow to four hundred and sixty thousand dollars four yeah you you read that you, you heard me right four hundred and sixty thousand dollars if that was an aha moment for you drop it in the comments and let me know if you wait to age 16 so some of y'all got some kids or grandkids that are in high school at 16 and you set aside a thousand dollars and you don't even have to tell them about it just put it aside and they don't even have to touch it that's ninety six thousand dollars at nine percent now when i say nine percent is because legally that's all that we can talk about but when i sat down with some of my clients they had investments that are doing 20 something percent so you never know what they're going to do but worst case scenario with history repeating itself this is amazing and even if you wait to age 40 to get started that's 11 grand going into into your retirement so this is why you got to look at like you got to take an honest look in the mirror and look at your situation and say where am i if i left my job or my job went away or so security went away number one do i have enough faith to believe that god's going to take care of me am i doing my part am i you know living out the calling that he gave for my life am i you want to ask yourself are you saving and investing are you tithing are you helping other people are you giving to the needy like what is it that you're doing so that you can have the things that you desire very very important don't pay the high cost of waiting. Don't sit around and talk about what you could do. Just get started with a little. Even if you don't have a thousand to get started, you got a dollar, right? Go dig down in, 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 you know, in the couch or in the car and find some change and put a piggy bank up there and get started saving. So like, I'll give you an example. If you begin at 25, you're going to save $89. Doesn't cost you anything to wait, right? If you wait to age 35 and, and you, you, you'll have to save $224 every single month in order to get to a half a million. That's nearly two times more. And at age 45, you got to save $600 a month to make 500,000. That's seven times more. And if you wait to age 55, that's $1,900 more than 21 times more. I'm going to be 58 in about um, a couple more days from now. So look at that. Like if you wait to begin to saving, that's like two grand a month. So no matter where you're at, maybe you never saved or you gave away everything you did, then guess what? You need a business that will bring you in two, three, 10 times that amount so that you can begin that and so you can hit these goals and so you can leave inheritance and so that you can change your life but don't pay the high cost of waiting prior to this maybe you didn't know that you were paying the cost but now you know so let's get it started sooner because the sooner you begin to save, the greater potential growth on your investments and looking here just at a hundred dollars a month guys at age 25 you're gonna have 566,000 age 26 517 age 30 $357 it cost you 209,000 like literally you just wiped away and said here I don't want to take this 209,000 and at age 40 guess what 
At age 67, saving $100 a month at 9%, you got $137,000, not bad. But even if you're there and you got someone around you who's 25, make sure they see this and share this with them. It will That's $429,000 that you lost for not having discipline. So therefore, share it with someone else so that they can change their life. And that's the power of compound interest. And compound, just $100 a month of compounding at a hypothetical 9% rate totals more than $470,000 over four years. And you can see the numbers here. Look at this. It, even just with $20, right? At $20, you do it for 10 years, you got $3,900. 20 years, you got $13,000. 30 years, $36,000 and $40,000. 40 years, 94,000. Everybody can figure out a way to set aside $20 every single month. You don't have to have a lot. You just have to have a desire to create discipline. This is what this is all about, discipline. And at $100 a month, we just went over that. But at 10 years, 19,000, 20, 67, 30, 184. And at 40 years, you're talking $471,000 if you're getting 9% on that. So what I'm saying to you is make sure that you and your family get around that kitchen table, have conversations about God first, have conversations about money, have conversations about faith. And then once you have those conversations, put together a game plan. And you might be thinking, I like, it sounds good. I have no idea of how to do that. Guys, just put, you can call us at 1-833-BIBLE-BIZ or go to BibleBizAcademy.com or shoot us a message and we literally will put together a free financial game plan for you to help you with this. And we also, if you're interested in starting your business, we can help you get that started as well. So that's one of the unique things that separates us from a lot of people out here who are just teaching about how to get a business started online. Not only do we teach you that, but we're going to teach you what to do with that money. So go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, get that downloaded. So all of this a compound interest saving money investing money you got to know the rules of the game right i always say if you want to win the game you got to know the rules so one of the rules one of the big rules that we talk about is the rule of 72. what that rule is is your money it tells you how long it would take your money to double at a certain point by dividing 72 by the interest rate so for example if you're getting three percent on your money three divided by 72 is 24 times so that means every 24 years your money would double so if you have ten thousand dollars 24 years later that that right here you look at here that ten thousand would become 20. That 20 will then, in 24 years later, will become 40,000. That is the rule of 72. Now, where do you get 3%? Most, like nowadays, nowhere. <laughs> if you go to the bank and you follow this rule and they're giving you 1%, that means every 72 years, your money is doubling. So if you put a dollar, it would take 72 years to become two. If you put Two to seventy-two. You don't. You don't have another seventy-two years. So you can't afford to save your money 
in the bank, in the credit unions and expect your money to, to be able to make money for you. You just can't do it. You look here at 6%, six goes into 72, 12 times, right? So that means that 10 grew to 20, that 20 grew to 40, that 40 grew to 80, that 80 grew to 160, doubling every 12 years. But look what happens if your money's getting 12%. That should be your mindset, except don't accept anything below that, right? On the path to getting to financial freedom. you at, That means every six years, every six, year, six years money is compounding. 10 becomes 20, 20 becomes 40, 40 becomes 80, 80 becomes 160, 160 becomes 320, 640, 1.2 million, 2.5 million. I mean, think about that. You take your money and you give it to the banks, the insurance companies, credit unions, and they give you a 3% return, right? So you make 40. They put their money in, the, in mutual funds in the market where we're teaching you to do the same thing. They got 2.5 million. And you wonder why they have the biggest buildings around because they're taking what you have and they're using it to grow wealth for their family and their business and we want you to be able to do that for yourself so based on the rule of 72 just remember this at a one-time contribution of ten thousand dollars so let's say you got a coaching program and the cost of your coaching program is five thousand you get two clients in one month right? Well, let's say three, you get three clients, well, four, one a week, right? You get four clients, one a week. So that's 40 grand you just made that month. If you just take $10,000 of it and you set it aside and you just let it sit there, look what it can do for you. Look how it can change your life. Look how it could begin to grow and develop and create wealth for you and your family, and it will change your life. Even I, Albert Einstein said, compound interest is the most powerful force in the universe. Is like one of the, we already know who the most powerful force in the universe is, and that's God, right? That is, because this is his universe that we're in. But know this rule of 72. If this is your first time hearing about it, pause it, rewind, go back, take a look at it. And if you have your show notes, make sure you download your show notes because uh, you'll be able to download an entire brochure on your show notes that will allow you to go over this over and over and over again until it is ingrained in you, until it becomes a part of you, until you begin to implement this and then teach it and help your family do the same. Hope that helped you out. Let me know if you got value out of that, guys. Drop that in the comments. And by the way, I can't see your comments right now. So if you got questions or comments, be sure to go ahead and put them in there. And then once we get through the presentation, I'll go back to the end and double check all of those and, and make sure that we'll answer them, whether we're answering them live or we're answering them um, during the replays. And the importance of rate of return and that one-time investment with the three, six, and eight, and 9% return, I know you had to see that. But even putting a thousand dollars away at three percent, you got seven thousand four hundred dollars at six percent fifty-five at nine percent, guys. We're talking four hundred and sixty thousand. Now, I, I just hope you are getting this. I hope this is making sense to you that you understand that you 
got to make your money work for you. And you got to learn how doubling your interest can quadruple your savings. Let me repeat that. How doubling your interest can quadruple your savings. So when it comes to money and investing, interest rate matters, not so much with debt. We're going to talk about that in a second, but when it comes to money, it definitely matters. Look, look here, the difference between 4.5% and 9%. So the blue line is 9% and the pinkish line is 4.5%. Over the same time period, look at the difference, $746,000 for 45 years, $100 per month, versus just getting 4.5 percent 175,000 it's just not about saving it's about where you're saving your money at do you have your money in the right place are you investing it in the right way it matters you can see that right there that it matters proverbs 28 and 8 says whoever multiplies his wealth by interest Okay, didn't we, like, let, let me go back here. Yeah, y'all see this? Interest, right? This is what we're talking about. This, this is biblical. Whoever multiplies his wealth by interest and profit. So the interest is saving your money, right? The profit is your business. So right here is telling you that you need that interest of investing and saving and getting your money to multiply and you need that profit. And that profit comes from even from the interest and from your business and gathers it for him who is generous you can give more away to the poor. You can give more away to the neighborhoods. You can give more away to people around the world. You can be of service. Don't let money be the reason why you want to do this. Let being of service, let being of help, let building God's kingdom be the guide for you. And trust me, if you're not there, you can get there. I didn't always think this way. I was chasing money until I realized what I was doing, right? Once you know better, you do better. So you can take that, you know, multiply your wealth by interest and profit. The, the, the word said it. I didn't say it. the word said it. it's right there. So make sure you do that. The next, are you guys getting value out of this? Let me know if you're getting value. Drop it in the comment. Let me know what was your biggest aha moment through all of that. And what do you want to do and how do you want to get, to get started? And remember, you know, whether it's building a business or getting the financial plan, download our report, go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com so you can get inside of our email family. Every single day, we're sending you out knowledge. You'll get the opportunity to book a call with us, or you can pick up the phone and call 1-833-BIBLE-BIZ and ask us questions, speak directly to us. Now, y'all ready for this one? We're going to talk about paying off debt. If you're in debt, then pay attention, right? Even if you have a mortgage, you know, that's still debt, right? You want to pay attention here. Proverbs 22, 7 said, the rich rules over the poor. How much clearer can that be? Don't talk about the rich, the wealthy. That's what they decided to do because they have disciplines and all of that. 
you have to decide that you don't want to be in that position of being the borrower because you become a slave to the lender. You know, I owe, I owe, I owe. So off to work I go, right? This is what people say. Oh, I can't leave my job. I can't do this because I have all this debt to pay. Oh, I can't do, you know, I, I can't take a risk and, and, and go here because I have all of this debt to pay. But so like, you don't realize it, but you become a slave to the, the lender, you become a slave to, to, to your job, to the government, to whoever you think is providing your source. When God said, I'll take care of you. I'll make sure that all of your needs are covered. And he could be that one. And you don't have to go in debt to get that done, right? So let's talk about the bad news about compounding. I gave you the good news. Let's talk about the bad news. Did you know, like, did you know if you made a one-time $3,000 credit card purchase, just $3,000, you ran your credit card up to $3,000. You put that vacation on your credit card. You had a weekend where you just went crazy and you bought this couch and all of the stuff that you didn't need. $3,000 and it has an 18% interest rate and you never put anything else on it because it's maxed out and you can't put anything else on it and you made only the minimum payments, it will take you, okay, you ready for this? 10 years to pay off $3,000 and you're going to pay back $2,000 in interest. So in 10 years, you just paid five grand to your master. MasterCard, right? You know, Visa, Discover. See, you should discover that you don't need those cards. You should discover that you don't want to be in debt to anyone. You should discover the best way to use credit so that is in your advantage and, and not against you. Because compound interest, yes, is great for you when you're investing in, in, in saving and putting your money away, but it's bad for you when it comes to debt. And we want to make sure that you understand that Deuteronomy 15 and 6 says for the Lord your God will bless you as he promised as he promised you his word will never come back boy he has to keep that promise that's a prayer you know you can have a promise prayer to say okay God you promised me and you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow and you shall rule over many nations but you shall but they shall not rule over you Anytime you owe somebody, they will always rule over you. Be in debt to no man, to no company, to no business, to nothing at all. Your only debt is to love and serve and give. And so now there's different types of debt, right? There's revolving debt versus fixed debt. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to look at how debt can erode your financial security. When my dad passed away, he passed away on June 27th. On June 27th, he had $400 of debt. I think he was 63 when he passed away. Homes paid for, completely paid for, um, car paid for. He used to get a new car every single, like every four years. And he didn't believe in debt. He always said, if you can't pay for it at the end of the month, then don't get it. So he took money. He saved money. He had side hustles and did things like that in order to buy the things that he need. He, he needed for the family. And 
I know ne we never suffer for anything. All I remember is our family always, you know, helping other people out and providing and doing things like that. So all of that comes from discipline and taking control is back to that control, right? Look here at revolving debt. Let's talk about the difference between revolving debt and fixed debt. I'll give you guys an example. You look here, this person has $17,000 worth of revolving debt. They're paying 18% interest on that at $595 a month. So that means like $595 a month, that's sometimes people's week, a week's worth of uh, check their employment is going to pay off debt. So going this way with revolving debt will take, will pay, you'll pay $12,500 in interest. Here's the crazy part. It's going to take you 17 years and two months to pay that off. 17 years and two months. So if you, while you're building up, when you need debt and it makes sense and you go through how you're going to use it and what you need it for, at fixed debt, 17,000 and 18%, 5.95 fixed, you're gonna get it paid off in three years and two months. So that's a game plan. Remember when I said you gotta have a game plan, you only pay 5,000 in interest. Now you're probably thinking, Kathy, I thought you said the Bible said no debt. It does say no debt, be in debt to no one, but it also, and that's for people who want to have that higher lifestyle and have everything, all the promises that God has to offer. But if you find yourself in a situation where you are going to need to have some type of debt, you want to have a fixed debt, not a revolving debt. And you always want to ask the lender, what is your total cost? What is my total cost to uh, for me to get this debt? Don't look at the rates that they're showing you, the interest, because on top of that interest rate, there's something called an APR, which we're not getting into, which will include all the fees and everything. And it's even worse than this of what we're showing you here. So if you got debt, revolving debt, all credit cards is revolving debt. You don't want to have revolving debt. You want to have fixed debt. You got credit cards, you put something on them to get those the mileage or you know your travel and all of that just make sure you get it paid off by the end of the month in exodus 22 25 it says if you lend money okay hear me out you faith-driven entrepreneurs if you lend money or you people who want to get started and you're helping your family if you lend money to any of my people with you who is poor, you shall not be like a money lender to him. Okay. That's what the word says. You shouldn't be like, if you, if you're lending money to your family, to, to the people who are around you, the people who are with you, don't be like a money lender and you should not, it said you should not exact interest from them, from him. You should not take interest from them, right? This is what the word says there's blessings when you follow this. So if you lend money to someone, we always say, make sure it's money that if you don't get it back, it, it, you, you're not going to even worry about it, right? But you definitely don't want to charge interest on that. Here's how you can get out of that debt by this, by this system and this uh, system called debt stacking. It's a concept and it works and it can help you free up your debt and know exactly when your debt-free date is 
and how soon you're going to get out of debt. So here's an example. Here's an average family, all right? Let's call them, you know, John and Mary. They got a retail credit card. They got a credit, you know, car loan, credit card, two car loan, credit card, and mortgage, okay? So every single month, they get about $2,700 coming out. That's typical family, right? So when you look at that, that uh, as each debt is paid off, what we do is they pay the retail card when they get that one paid off, right? Then they go and they add that money, okay, to the next debt, which is 573 now, 222 plus the 353 is 573. And then they add, and then they go to the next one and they add that 573 to the 551 and they're still spending 2700 but when you look here that's $1100 now that they're putting on their car loan to be able to get that paid off and then once that's paid off they take all of that money and they add that onto that credit card right there that's $1400 that's knocking that off and the target accounts you're knocking them off and then you're just taking that same amount in order Order to get your house paid off and your debt and your mortgage and all of that just by doing that guys you can take a 30-year mortgage and you can get it down to about 12 years even and when you add some extra on that to be able to knock that off and not have that debt for 30 40 years they even have 40 and 50 year mortgages now you don't have to ever accept any of that you can change your life so here's what happens without debt stacking it would have taken them 23 years to get everything paid for with debt stacking they got it knocked down in nine years which is 14 years sooner can you imagine getting your house paid off 14 years sooner than you thought you would and you don't have a mortgage so your interest if you go the old way by just paying bills and not having a game plan again i go back to jesus telling that story of who would you would build a tower and you don't sit down and write a plan and, and when you if you don't do that you're not going to be able to finish if you you don't count the costs and people are going to laugh at you. They're going to talk about you. That's what he says in the words. So you want to make sure that with everything that you do, you have a game plan for that. You without deck stacking, look at this. You got $214,000 in interest that you're paying. And, and, and you only paid $83,000 in interest with the debt stacking, which saved you $130,000. Payments the same. So if you look at without debt stacking 2700 with debt stacking 2700 paying your debt off in 23 years or paying it off in nine years which which would you prefer it's a no-brainer it's a no-brainer and those are the things that we help you with you know whether you are building a business or you just want your finance part of your life taking care of faith and finances that's what we help you with go to biblebusinessacademy.com or call us at one bible biz let us know if you know what you want to do that you want it all you want help with everything or you just want to help with the business or you want to help with your finances whatever it is we want to do that but i wanted to share this in deuteronomy 23 and 20 because it says you may charge a foreigner interest and so that means that somebody that's not in your circle right you may charge someone else interest but you still should be aware and educate them on what they're getting if you're in the money lending business not your family not the people around you not the people in your church not the people 
people in your neighborhood, you shouldn't be charging them interest. But it says in Deuteronomy 23, 20, you may charge a foreigner interest, but you may not charge your brother interest. You may not charge your brother interest, your sister, your family members, that the Lord your God may bless you in all that you undertake in the land that you're entering into to take possession of it. So when you follow these principles, when you do what God's word say, he will bless you guys. So don't think you have to take from someone else just to get for yourself. And I want you to avoid these credit mistakes, not valuing your credit. This is where this comes from, not valuing your credit, raising your credit card limit. So if you're raising your credit card limit, stop it. Don't do it. It hurts you. Not monitoring your credit history. There's so much free credit stuff out there that you can take advantage of and that you can do and monitoring your credit score you want to make sure you can do that you don't have to pay people to do this you can there's ways to do it we help people on this part of the, the you know the financial side there's no charge for this we sit down with you and put together a complete financial game plan to help you that's part of you know if you are a client with us or if you just want the financial part done we help you with and not knowing your interest rate and your fees not knowing what your total cost is not knowing what they're charging you not knowing the cost of paying debt you gotta be aware you gotta start asking these questions and as my dad used to say read your contracts i've had this habit for a long time where i'll take and read whether i'm leasing a space for a business or it's a contract to buy something take the time to read it when you read it it will change your life because then you can highlight and begin to ask questions that they're not expecting and be okay with walking away from the table to say no i can't do that that's not making sense that's not making financial sense for the game plan that i have in place and where i want to go proverbs 22 26 to 27 says be not one of those who give pledges who put up security for debt if you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed not be taken from under you? So if you know you don't have the resources to pay something back, but you're just in that greed mode because you got to have it or like, like, you know, me, me, me mode, then like you deserve to lose it all. I didn't say that. The word said, right? So make sure that you are doing the, and listen, I've been there. I done lost it all. Y'all saw everything. So I'm not just preaching to you or telling you these things. I've experienced them and you learn, you know, you learn what not to do when things happen that you've done that's not right. Okay. So the next area we're going to talk about is buying the right kind of life insurance life insurance is so so super important you never know when your last day is going to be you never know I, I remember when i first got my license you know even though my dad like left a good great insurance policy to um my my family and had we known at that time what to do with it we could have turned it into millions but he could have been sold millions had the agent who who sold it to him, um, educated him because he wanted to know. And I'll never forget what got me started in the insurance industry like some 25 years ago is because I went to this meeting where they were teaching stuff that I'm sharing with you. And I'm like, I bet if my dad knew that 
he would have did that. And I remember asking that agent, did you tell this to my father? Because you sold him something. And I asked the agent also, what you sold him, is that what you have on your life? And this guy said to me, no, I, I don't have this on my life. I have term insurance. I invest a difference. And then he had the nerves to say, y'all, which was, which is what put me on a mission to help other people. He said, I didn't think he could understand. I'm like, what? Did, did you just say what I thought you said? Did you just say that about my daddy? You know, like the most favorite person in this world. And I was just mad. Like literally I was angry that number one, my dad was gone. Number two, you discounted him. You didn't tell him the truth. You didn't do what you needed to do. So from that point, I started reading life insurance policies. I started studying them and how they work. And I always tell everyone, don't take my word for it. Don't take their word for it. Read your contract. Learn to read your contract and learn to know the principles that we're going to talk about. Because Proverbs 22, 1 through 29 says a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches and favor is better than silver and gold. So a good name, I think about my father, my dad, he, he had like, it's been 30 years since he's been gone and people still talk about Elmer McReynolds and how great he was and what he did and how he did it. And the, you know, the upstanding person that he was. So a good name is to be chosen. So when you're in business, you got to have a good name. When you're living your life, you got to have a good name. All of that is more important than silver or, or gold. And then the best name and the best father that you can have is God and, and take his name follow his plan, how much better could life be? It says the rich and the poor will meet together and the Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. So you like, he said, you're simple, right? If you're not following these principles, principles, you're being simple. The reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life Thorns and snares are in the way of the crooked. Whoever guards his soul will keep far from them. So a good name is to be chosen. Remember that as you're looking at your money, as you're looking at what you want to do in life. What is a good man according to the Bible, right? In Proverbs 13, 22, it says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. So a good man, are you a good man? If you're a good man, drop it in the comments. And if you haven't been one, but now you're like, you know what? It's time for me to step up my game. Let them know, because guess what? You'll help somebody else. And it also says, let's talk about the women now, the women, right? What does the Bible say about the believing woman? It says in, in 1 Timothy 5 and 16, if any believing woman has relatives who are widows. So if you are a believer, if you believe in Christ and you're a faith person and you have relatives who are a widow, let her care for them. That is the responsibility of a faith-driven woman to care for your relatives. If you have relatives who are widows because they lost their spouse, 
That's your responsibility. So therefore, you must be prudent in everything that you do. You must be diligent with it. You must have everything in place so that if this is called upon you to take care of, you're prepared to do it. It said, let the church not be burdened. It's not the church responsibility. What it, it just it says right here, right here. Let the church not be burdened, so that it may care for those who are truly widows. Right? It tells you the the lady, the female. That's your responsibility. Biblical principles, right? Follow these biblical principles. Teach these to the young generation so that everybody can make it happen. So back to the life insurance and the importance of it. How much is your car worth? Do you insure it? Like. I will sit down with people who are more concerned about covering a piece of tin that depreciates when it leaves a lot than they are their life and their income. And they'll cover their house. How much is your house worth? Do you insure it? But what about your life? How much is your life worth? If you, if your income, I always say to people, if you die today and that income is wiped away, will your family have to sell their house? Will your family have to move out of the neighborhood? Will the kids have to come out of the school? Will their life change? Probably it will. And your life is a lot more valuable than your house and your car, but the world has tricked you and got you to thinking that you gotta you know, have insurance on that car and that house before you have on your own life. Don't be conformed to the ways of the world, right? Be transformed by renewing your mind. Do things different. You can live in the world, but you don't have to live the way the world lives. And people don't get life insurance because they can't afford it. And nowadays, we don't even have this on here, but people have insurance on these phones more than they will have insurance on, on their own life. So it's important for all of that to, to take place and that you understand the importance of life insurance. And how we teach that is through the theory of decreasing responsibility. In the earlier years, guys, when you're just getting started, you have a new family and you're just starting to move up the corporate ladder, or you're just getting that business started, you may not have a lot of money. So guess what? You need a lot of coverage. So if you die in the midst of that, the plans still go on. And, but when you're ready, when you're older and you're not able to, you know, move as much as you move now, because there's nowhere in the Bible it talks about retiring, right? It just talks about aging. But if you really get in the word and study it, you know, they were 80, 90 making some stuff happen. So I don't even think retirement should even, it's not something you should ever do. You should just keep working uh, with, and now there's different ways in doing that. You can serve, you can give, you can help, but never think of yourself, oh, I'm just going to lay back and put my feet up because no, that's not why we're here. We're here to serve. We're here to help. So you always want to have something going on. So you got to have money. You, 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 God will provide that for you. Cause when you're young, you got young children, you got debt, you got mortgage, your mind is not where it needs to be. Maybe your faith is not where it needs to be. And so loss of income at that time will be devastating. But when you're at retirement, your children are grown, your debts, you want to have your debt gone not have any, you want to have your mortgage paid out. You want to have some income set aside so that you can do whatever you want with whoever you want, give whatever you want, help whoever you want without requiring an income and to go work that 40-40 plan to get that done. 
It's not just us saying this. It's not, you know, let's let's take a look at what some of the experts say. It says term insurance, and that's what we recommend for people. When you're planning and you're putting together this plan for your life, you know, put together a plan. It's in, you know, it's in the word. Don't look to the left or the right. You know, have your plan. You got to have a plan in place. And even though you have the plan, God still will direct them steps. But because you have that plan in place, you're going to know when he's taking you in a different direction, but it's still a plan. He had a plan. So he wants you to have one as well. So here's some, some of the things that the expert is saying. Term insurance is pure protection, like fire insurance or auto insurance. Its sole function is to support your family. If you die, that that's it. You can buy large amounts of coverage for a modest amount of money and big policies are what your spouse and children need. They need your income to be replaced. They need your business income to be replaced. So their life won't change. And that's from um, making the most of your money now, Jane Bryant Quinn. Uh, the Susie Orman said, in my opinion, there is only one kind of life insurance that makes sense for the vast majority of us in this term life insurance. Um, it, down in Money Magazine in, in uh, January 3rd, 2020, it says many financial experts recommend term life insurance for the average family. Average family needs term insurance because uh, the average family don't have, uh, you know, non-average money. So if, if you don't have all the money you want and you're still in debt, you need term insurance. Term life provides coverage for a defined period of time. What you see is what you get. There's no bells and whistles with it. There's no hidden agenda and it typically costs uh, far less than a whole life policy. And you should never invest in that type of policy for investment purposes. There is a, a reason for that, but that's when you have millions and millions and you're covering the state. So when you look here, most families are over premium and underinsured. That just means they're spending way too much money for very little coverage. The average premium of $1,000 in protection for term is about $367. Um, industry average is $10.39. So when you're looking at a face amount, and this is with the company that we represent, when you look at the face amount, for term insurance is 237,000 for the 367 or the industry average says you pay $10.39 per thousand for an industry average of 167. It's kind of like buying by the pound, right? Buying gasoline, buying by the pound or the gallon. This is what this is about. So would you rather have 237,000 or would you rather have 167? It's a no-brainer, right? Would you rather pay 367 per thousand or 1039 um, per Per, per thousand. It's a no brainer. So given the option of A and B, which would you choose? You're going to choose the one that's best for you and your family. But as I said, a lot of agents don't give you that option. They don't give you that opportunity. They just sell you what they, whoever they work for and whatever's going to pay them the highest commission. Our philosophy is the three nevers of buying life insurance. Never number one, never buy any kind of cash value or whole life insurance, including universal life. Number two, never buy life insurance as an investment. And number three, never buy a life insurance policy that pays dividends. So remember these threes of the nevers. Never, 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 never do those three things. And uh, 1 Timothy 5 and 8 says, but if anyone, See, this is biblical, y'all. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives and then 
especially for the members of his household. He has denied the faith and he is worse than an unbeliever. So it is telling you right there that your responsibility is to provide for your relatives and especially for the members of your your household. You are your brother's keepers. You are, definitely are. So now we're going to get into taxes, right? Defer taxes. In Romans 13 and 7, it says, pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. So it's not like, and especially around the time when, when when you get into the political season, everyone's always talking about, you know, whether you're Republican or Democrat or whatever, you know, taxes this, and, and you know, this person didn't pay this much in taxes and, you know, the average person, no, you just gotta know the rules of the game. Again, we're back there. You gotta understand the rules of the game. Everybody got to pay them, but what you pay has to be in accordance with what the laws are. So I'm going to talk to you about the power of tax deferred savings and how you can reduce what you have to pay out in taxes. Don't get mad, ask questions about how can they do that? Is it legal? And how can you do it as well? Seek that wisdom. So you're going to look here. We're going to talk about no tax deferral. Okay. And this is when you're saving your money. Taxes on the returns that you may be in deferred and taxes on contribution and return deferred until you get it distributed. So if you look here, you can look at the different the yellow, the blue, the light green, and the dark blue, right? So on a 10-year period here, you're looking at 64, 72, 96. You see here at 20 years, it goes from 190 over to 330. 30 years, you're looking at 441,000 to 915. And after 40 years, guys, you're looking at 936 to 2.3 million. This is why you want to defer taxes when you're saving money. See, you got to know the difference between being a tax deductible and tax deferrable. A deduction is an amount of money you can subtract from your gross income before you calculate the taxes, okay? So that's important to, to understand that the more you can reduce your gross income with deductions, the less the amount of money you'll pay on your income tax. So we get caught up in that mental thing, oh, I got to have this amount on a piece of paper that goes to the IRS. No, what you want to have is the lowest amount in a tax bracket and then have your money be in your business so that you can live off that business income and pay in a different, that's a whole different other subject that we, we are not going to even talk about. And of course, see your, uh, your, your tax advisor. I'm not a tax advisor. I am a financial advisor, but not a tax advisor. Make sure you see them. It pays to deduct. And as it says, remember to consult your tax advisor regarding your personal tax situation and your business tax situation. So that's a deduction. Now let's talk about a deferral. Deferral just simply means that you can postpone the payment of current taxes until a later date in the future, commonly known as retirement, commonly known as age 59 and a half, commonly known as age 70 and a half. These are the law, the benchmarks that the world has for you. So it's not that you're not paying taxes on 
all of this money. You just don't have to pay it now. You can push it back because that's the law until a later date. And the great thing about deferring taxes to retirement until you're older is the likelihood that you will be in a lower tax bracket than you are when you actually earn the money. So it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And it's not what you what you keep is about where you keep it at and what tax advantage that you tack on top of it. Luke 3.13 said, and he said to them, collect no more than you're authorized to do. So it is completely biblical to say, defer that and for uh, you know the government not to collect more than they're more lawfully allowed to do, but you need to understand how it works so you know what not they need not to collect. Okay, you got that? Is this making sense, guys? I know this is a lot, and that's why we have you know if you haven't um, done it yet, make sure you get your show notes that you can download this, and you'll have a brochure where you can look at this and read this and learn about it and study it um, more so that you. Can can get this so that it will start to make sense. You will not, you know, this is not an overnight thing. I would say put together a personal most syllabus. we got about six more months left in 2021 if you're watching this now. So if you start this now, you can go into 2022 with a good habit in place for you. So the next thing we're going to talk about is which IRA um, is best for you. What do you prefer? You have a few choices when it comes to IRAs and those must be a part of your game plan. As part of the rules. You got to have that. Which one works best for your situation? Is it the traditional IRA that's deductible? Is it the traditional IRA that's not deductible? Is it the Roth IRA that's non-deductible but not taxed at withdrawals? Or do you need them all? You, these are questions that you need to know and understand. And when you put in, you know, when we put together your financial game plan, we literally help you with all of this. And that's a free service that we offer for you. So make sure you take advantage of that by um, uh, calling us at 1833 Bible Biz to book an appointment. Uh, you can hit us up on Messenger or um, go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, put your information in, and then we'll get back with you and you can book an appointment with us on our calendar. Um, so look, let's take a look at the traditional IRA that's deductible. And deductible, remember, again, it reduces the amount of money that's shown to the IRS, right? It's all on there, but it gets reduced. Tax savings now are tax deferral until retirement saves your money by giving you and your spouse, so you can combine this together, the potential to contribute $6,000 each if you meet certain requirements. So that's six for you, six for them, that's 12 for the family off the top of your gross income. So if you're at 60,000 and you use 60, then you're, you're only being taxed on 54,000. It can make a difference, especially around the, the tax brackets that you're in. It makes a huge difference. You postpone payments of your taxes on any earnings until they're withdrawn in a future date. So it's not that you're not paying the taxes, you're just legally postponing them. You're legally putting it off until you're in a lower bracket. So you want to take advantage of that. So that's one option for you. The next one is your traditional IRA that's non-deductible. And you might be thinking, but that is deductible. Well, why do I want this? They're, they're, it all depends on how much money you're making, what your goals are. It's different situations for everyone. That's why you should have a game plan done. Earnings on your IRA are tax deferred until retirement. If you exceed certain income limits, your traditional IRA contribution 
distributions may not be deductible because you made too much money from your current tax bill. However, your non-deductible contributions will grow on a tax deferred basis. And remember I said, this is a lot of information being thrown at you. So you can read it by downloading, downloading a How Money Works brochure um, from your show notes so that even though you weren't able to deduct your contributions, more of your money, okay? Remember when we talked about your money growing? More of it can grow and compound than if taxes were taken out of your account each year. So that's another reason why you want to take advantage of this because it allows more money to be there and you don't have to pay taxes on it every single year. The next one we're going to talk about is the Roth IRA, right? The benefits of this one, your contributions are not deductible, but guess what? When you receive tax deferral or earnings, everything that you take out is tax-free when you withdraw it later. So you don't even have to pay taxes on it because the money you're putting in is after-tax dollars. So you're contributing that after you've already been taxed on it. So no matter how much it grows, you don't have to pay taxes on it when you withdraw it. That's the beauty of that. So let's look at that and break it down and compare some of this. And this is for 2020, right? When you're looking at the traditional IA and the Roth IRA and the deductibilities and the earnings and all of that. So for you have in your traditional IRA, you can you can um, set aside up to $6,000, which is about $500 a month. If you're age 50 and above, you can um, you can do up to 7,000. And uh, for your Roth IRA, same thing. You can save six thousand. If you're over fifty, you can do seven. This is deductible. This is not deductible. This is tax deferred. Both of them. This is taxable when you pull it out. This one is tax free if you keep your Roth IRA for at least five years. So you got to make sure you know that when your Roth traditional IRA, they make you take it out, start taking out at seventy and a half, or they will tax you big time and penalize you. Your Roth IRA, this could become part. Part of your inheritance that you leave, there's no age requirement on that. It's the time value of money. You got to pay attention to that. I'm going to show you a quick example here about individual A who contributes from age 22 to 29. So all they do, this is why it's so important for you, even if you're older, to teach this to the younger generation. At age 22, if they start saving every year from age 22 to 29, just $6,000, $500 a month, get a side gig, put it aside. So by the age of 29, they got 73,000 set aside. They don't, after that age 29, they stop contributing. They don't put anything else in there. That money that they put in, 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 in from 22 to 29 is 48,000. That's their total contribution. At age 67, that money with compound interest will grow to $2.2 million. Now, let me ask you this. Is that leaving an inheritance to your children's children, children's children? You better believe it is. See how you can make a difference in there? Now, most people have no clue as to how this works and if they're going to do it and why they need to do it so they don't make that happen. Now, if you start, here's the difference. If you start saving at 30 and you put in 6,000, you literally have to save from age 30 to age 67. You literally have to put in 228,000 yourself to get 
at age 67, that same $2 million. And it's even a little less than over there. So what makes more sense to set aside 48,000 from the age of 22 to 29 and just let it sit, don't ever touch it, put together 48,000 or go build a business. There's so many 21 and 22 year old young people on here making 50, 100 grand a month, you know, at millions of dollars where you can set that aside and get free. It's about freedom, y'all. Freedom so that you can do the things that you were put in this world to do and not have money be one of those worries. You don't have to worry about that. You want to become an owner and not a loner. John 14, 26, but the helper. If you're wondering, how am I going to get all of this done? How can I make this happen? He said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all the things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So you don't have to worry about how to make it happen. You just have to know that it's possible for you. That's that faith, right? And then you got to put in that works and then you have to have the belief. You start to build upon your faith year by year, day by day, Every time you do something and something happens and you're just stacking up on your faith and when you're in the word every single day, it just really helps you to see what's possible, what God can do for your life. And so that's why you got to battle, bypass the middleman. You got to bypass the world and you got to let your money let God be the CEO of your money and start putting your money not into the banks, the institutions that take your money and they use it and they create wealth for their family. You got to learn to put your money in the global economy and then be focused on helping people in the global economy so that the world can be a better place so that you can help get people into heaven and help them have a life. That's what life is all about. That's why you're in business. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur, right? You got to make sure you know and you understand these things and have someone around you. If I'm not that person for you, find someone who has the expertise and the knowledge or the experience or the example or done it that can help you live out these uh, these principles that I'm sharing with you. So think about that. Not only do we teach you how to grow a business and make that happen online, we're going to teach you what to do with that money. So if you want to know more about that, make sure you go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is, are you, are you earning a guaranteed loss? You're like, what? what? What do you mean? Are you earning a guaranteed loss? Let me explain what I mean here. If you invest $1,000 at a 1% rate of return at your local bank, and you earn interest for the year of $100, but you pay $25 in taxes on that interest at 25%. So that means if you're if you're at 37,500 and below, you're in this 25% tax bracket, right? You're at negative $25. So your net earnings is 75. So your resulting balance would be $10,075, but Throw in inflation. That's something else you got to think about. Throw in inflation at 3%. Your buying power would be reduced to $9,782. So you actually lose buying power. So you got to, on top of everything else we talked about, you also need to understand inflation. You need to understand if it's taking away your money and how you can combat that. See, for years, Financial experts used to use the analogy of the three-legged stool 
to demonstrate the primary source that provide retirement income. If you guys are familiar with the three-legged stool, drop it in the comments and let us know that you're familiar with it. However, gone are the days, like gone are the days that you can count on pension from your employer. My mom, some 30 years later, is still getting a pension from my dad. They don't even have pensions in a lot of these companies nowadays. So you can't even think about your company's pension as being part of one of those stools to provide for you, right? So move it out. You don't, don't even think of that. Social Security, how often do they talk about Social Security going broke? That it won't be around. Your personal savings, if you don't have that discipline, then it's not going to even work. So this three-legged, this the way they say it's supposed to work, it's not going to work. Don't listen to this theory anymore. It's dead. It's gone. The main source that you want to know is that God is your source. He will help provide for he will provide for you. He will. He said, if I take the birds, like, aren't you more than that? I'm going to take care of you. He will provide your food, your clothing, the things that you need. He will make that happen. But he also says you should understand, you know, and all that getteth, getteth understanding. That's why we're sharing this with you today so that you can get that understanding. And your don't just save money, invest money. Don't just start a business, grow a business, triple that business. I'll give you an example here. When you're looking at the growth of a $10,000 investment, it's went from December 31st, 1989 to December 31st, 2019. Even during all of this, you know, it's right after all of this stuff that just happened, but your S&P 500 averaged about 9.96%. So that 10,000 would have been 172. And this is just the, the, the top 500 companies that are out there, right? You got bonds, you know, savings bonds. This used to be a big thing, 5.91%. 56,000 if you're getting that. A 30-day T-bill, 2.72%. 22,000 is what your $10,000 would have grown to. But U.S. inflation was 2.4%. So you just lost 20 grand right there. Can you see why you got to understand all of this? You got to know what kind of return you, you need to have in order to reach your goal. So it's one thing to save and invest, and it's another thing to invest, but it's another thing to know, is this rate that I'm receiving? Is this vehicle that I'm putting it in? Is this tax uh, advantage that I'm getting, is it going to hit my goal? And if it's going to hit my goal, what will I need? Like you gotta have a goal. If you don't have a goal, then you're not going to even know any of this stuff. But these are the questions that you have to ask yourself. In Ecclesiastes, it says, give a portion, give a portion to seven or even to eight. For you, for you not know what, what disaster may happen on earth. So basically what it's saying is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't just have one way like that, you know, even that three-legged store, eight, you know, whatever the case is, you have to have multiple streams of income coming in, multiple ways that it's coming in so that in case something goes away, it's taken care of. That's a, that's biblical, right? It's biblical. And you want to do that by investing with a professional management. Somebody, you, you know, we were talking about all these different, you know, Bitcoins, you know, I, and I'm not poo-pooing any of this stuff that comes in. There's new ways and all of that, but let that be your extra money that you put into those investments. Don't let that be your entire savings, your, your entire, you know, you just take everything and put it in there, right? 
because it, it, it will go away. You know, just like I just went over that scripture with you is give a portion to seven or even to eight. So you never know what disaster may happen so that you will always have something. That's part of diversification and get all the advice and instructions you can. So you will be wise the rest of your life, guys. This is why we show up here every Thursday to help people out. This is why I'm always at trainings and going or reading books or listening to podcasts, listening to sermons, so reading the Bible so that you're always learning and growing. And that's from Proverbs 19, 20. And so we're, as we're coming down the um, end here, guys, one of the places that a lot of people invest in um, because of the diversification is mutual funds. And a mutual fund is just an opportunity for you to get together with a whole bunch of other investors and pool your money. So you have the individual investor pooled assets. Everybody's putting all their money together and they're investing into one fund. And one of the great things and the reason why a lot of people like investing in a mutual fund instead of you just having one stock in one company that can like lose everything um, if that one goes down mutual fund says that only five percent of the entire millions that come into that fund can be invested into each different company so they may have a hundred companies and each of those companies inside of that is a stock so they may have over a hundred companies inside that portfolio, but because you're pulling your resources together, you're working together as a team, you can grow your money a lot quicker. Here's a quick example of that of an investor A and investor B. So if you have a rising market or you have a market that goes up and down, what you want to literally have is a market that goes up and down. When you look here, look at, look at the difference. You think you lost money, but you really haven't. And I'll show you that. What we mean by that, an investor A put together $100 a month per share. So that meant that in month one, they were buy, they were able to buy a, uh, um, $10 worth of share. In month two, it was 12, month three, 14, month four, 16, month five, 18, the month six, 20, right? So here are the shares. Shares is just like gallons of gas, right? Or it's like... Um, food when you when you're buying pounds of food when you're looking at that this is how much your money can buy okay so you can see when per share if it's at twenty dollars per share you you can't buy as much if you're putting in a hundred because the cost is up there so over the total time period they accumulated 42 shares and that's what the investor a having that straight investment in that straight cost. And this is a fluctuating market, right? So you can see the number of shares drastically were different because month four, the investment went down. So don't panic when it goes down. Don't pull it out when it goes down. But by following this, it was 126 shares. So if we look at the amount invested in those six months, an investor A was $600 total, both of them, an investor in A and investor in B. The difference was, because of the way the market was, investor A was able to get 42 shares, investor B 125. So you simply take the number of shares, multiply that by the cost of the shares, and here's your average cost. That's 14, uh, uh, 
$14.19 and $4.76. So the money grows so much better. And when you're looking at your money and your money growing, uh, we're going to end it with this, the three D's of investing. A good way to remember that your focus on your goals is to remember the three D's, the dollar cost average, the discipline, the diversification, and I'll throw that in a P in there and prayer. And Luke 14, 28 said, for which of you, I've been saying this all throughout this presentation, for which of you desire to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it or not. If you don't, they will laugh at you, right? Goes on to say that in that next verse. So you have to have a plan. Guys, you can do this. The path to financial independence starts with understanding a few basic concepts and implementing them. And the basic concepts that we teach is you got to pray about it. You got to go to God about it and you got to do what his words say. It's just that simple. And then you get that expert who can help you with that. Winning the financial war is the result of winning tiny battles day to day. And I showed you the scripture where it talked about if you want to create wealth, is if you do it little by little over time period, it will last and you'll be able to leave that generation and generation down. If you put together a simple plan and follow it, you'll be amazed at the progress that you can make. And remember this in Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord, okay, with your wealth and with your first fruit of all, everything that you have. And just pay your tithes first, give it away, do that, and everything else will be added into you. So that was a whole bunch, right? Hope you got a lot out of it. Make sure, guys, that you go and download your show notes so that you can have your show notes Inside of there, you'll be able to download a brochure that covers all of this. Um, if you decide that you want to um, build a business with biblical principles and you want us to help you with that, we can get you started. Just go to one eight three three call one eight three three Bible Biz or go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com. We're going to send you out a bunch of training. We also have some different gifts that we want to give to you as well. If you want to get a financial game plan done, it is absolutely free. We do not charge for that. It's just part of what we do. And another company that we um, uh, contract with to make that happen. So when you join us and you're not sure how to implement this and you saw all of this and you're like, okay, that was a whole bunch. I'm totally confused and I need help with it. This is why we're doing these series so that we can peak your knowledge of what you need to know. And then we put together game plans and you work with us to get those things done. Uh, so you can always just text us as well. Just text money to one eight three three bible biz So I know what attracted you to calling us and getting in contact with us. And inside your show notes, you'll also have that section as well, where it's going to ask you those questions about you know what you're doing and why you're doing it so that we can help you and, and just text money to one eight three three bible biz and we will definitely get back in contact with you so i'm gonna flip back over here and see if there's any questions i don't see anything in the chat guys so i appreciate you all uh this is a little longer than we normally go but there was a lot of information to cover i hope it brought you value it, let us know how we can help again my name is kathy McReynolds. make sure if you're following us on linkedin or facebook or instagram or um 
I don't know why I keep saying Instagram today. If you're following us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or, or um, Facebook, make sure you subscribe. Just go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you may see that subscribe button at so that we could, um, so that you can get announcements and know when we're coming out, how we're going to help you. If you want our help, go to uh, 1833, call us at 1833. Uh, Bible Biz or go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, book an appointment, and we will be more than happy to help you. So until the next time, I appreciate you and thank you. See you guys later. Have a great day.